Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hi, I'm Melanie. Now, the podcast you've probably all been waiting for in this series, Lydia discussing the biblical worldview. Using the five questions we heard about in our second episode, Lydia will be expanding on how we can make sense of our broken and sinful world through the lens of the gospel. Before we get into the details of the biblical worldview, let's take a few moments to go over where we've come from. What we've discovered so far is this. Firstly, everyone has a worldview. That is a particular way of interpreting and making sense of the world around us. And worldviews are all around us and they're expressed everywhere. Secondly, it's important to understand what a worldview is and how worldviews work. There are two reasons for this. If we understand our own worldview more clearly, we can be prepared to apply it in much more consistent and thoughtful ways as we face daily life and, and we can be aware of how it differs from all the other worldviews which are clamouring for our attention. And if we can understand other people's worldviews more effectively, it helps us find common ground where we can and respond wisely and gently when we need to differ with people. In other words, knowing about worldviews helps us to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. We've also talked about the two main kinds of worldview, open system worldviews and closed system worldviews. The biblical worldview is an open system worldview as our other religious worldviews. Lastly, we can see that every worldview seeks to answer the same kinds of fundamental questions. They come up with very different answers, but they're all trying to grapple with the same basic questions about life, the universe and everything. We looked at five questions. Who am I? Where am I? What is my purpose? What's wrong with the world? And lastly, what's the solution? You might remember that we put the modernist worldview through those five questions in our second session. It was the dominant cultural worldview for 200 years, up until about 30 years ago, and it still has huge influence in the world around us. This time, though, we're going to talk about the biblical worldview in more detail, and we're going to do that by applying those same five questions. Now, if you haven't yet listened to the past episodes of Serpents and Doves, now might be a good time to go back and do that. And if you don't consider yourself a Christian believer, I hope this podcast goes some way to clearly explaining for you where Christians are coming from. Now, I'll be giving a number of scripture references as we go through, and I'll put these in the show notes so you can follow them up at your own pace. There'll be other references there too, and you should check everything I say against those. So, the first question, who am I? How does the biblical worldview answer this question? Well, it says this, you are a created being consisting of both the material, that is your body, and the spiritual, what we might call your soul. You are created intentionally, on purpose, by a loving God to be in relationship with him, with each other, and with the created world. You are created in his image, that is, you are endowed with some of the characteristics of God, personhood, the powers of reason, intellect and creativity and a sense of ethics and justice. 
You derive your value and dignity from being an intentional creation of God and not from any human cultural traditions or opinions. Now, if you'd like to see this in the Bible, have a look at the first two chapters of Genesis. And of course, Psalm 139 reminds us, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Now, while the Bible would say that this is true of all human beings, it also gives a special identity to believers, those who trust in Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. This special identity is called being in Christ, and it means that believers identify utterly and absolutely with the person and work of Jesus. We'll come back to this a little later, but, but for now it's enough to remember that for Christians, being in Christ supersedes all other markers of identity. Race, sex, ethnicity, class, income, everything. None of them are important in the light of being in Christ. Check out the show notes for some helpful Bible verses in this regard. So the second question, where am I? The Bible tells us that we are in a world created by God in an intentional and orderly way. Again, the first two chapters of Genesis make this very clear. The material world is good and has been given to human beings by God to enjoy. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 4 says, For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. The biblical worldview is not therefore like some Eastern religions, which maintain that the physical world doesn't exist or is by nature evil. On the contrary, we are to enjoy the gifts of the physical world because they've been created by a loving God. However, we also live in a world that's affected by a terrible breakdown in the relationship between God and human beings, and we'll come to that shortly. In the biblical worldview, science supports the biblical picture of an orderly, knowable universe. In fact, science itself would not be possible in a chaotic and unknowable world. God himself is knowable because he makes himself known to us through the created world around us, through his revealed word, that's the Bible, but ultimately through Jesus. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. And Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2, there the writer makes it clear that God speaks to us, makes himself known through Jesus. So the third question, what is my purpose? The biblical worldview says that the ultimate purpose of every human being is to enjoy a wonderful relationship with God. It also says that human history has a direction it is the story of God's plan to renew and restore the world and bring people back to himself. In the biblical worldview, therefore, history isn't random, nor is it a cycle. Rather, it is the story of God's unfolding plans for his people and the world. History will therefore have an end point, when God brings his plans to a final fulfilment in Jesus. The entire biblical story points forward to that fulfilment. Reading Romans chapter 8 would be the best way to get a handle on this idea from Scripture. The fourth question, what's wrong with the world? As we've seen, every worldview recognises that the world is not the way it should be. We're in a world marked by suffering, greed, environmental decay, 
sickness, relationship breakdown, injustice and much more. The biblical worldview says that God created human beings to be in perfect relationship with him, with each other and with the created world. Human beings were created with God as their king, but in a cataclysmic event described in Genesis chapter 3, human beings rebelled against God and set themselves up as their own rulers. This rebellion, which the Bible calls sin, has had terrible results. Every ill in the world traces its origin to our rejection of God's good rule. Not only that, the world and every human being in it is under God's rightful judgment. It's impossible for any human being to be good or holy enough to meet God's perfect standards. Romans 3.23 tells us that all, yep, that's right, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No matter how good or virtuous or religious we try to be, we can't be good enough to restore our relationship with God. This broken relationship has resulted in a world full of pain and suffering. Because our human nature is broken and corrupt, suffering for us and others is the inevitable outcome. The biblical worldview says that as far as truth and ethics are concerned, these are not decided by human laws or decisions, all of which are tainted by sin, but come from God. They are fixed absolutes, not relative or shifting according to culture or circumstances. And the final question, what's the solution? Human beings cannot stand before God based on their own moral performance, as everyone would be judged guilty. Therefore, the solution to the world's problems cannot be a human solution. God himself provides the solution by entering the created world as the man Jesus Christ. Jesus lived the perfect life that human beings cannot live and suffered the judgment of God on human rebellion by dying in our place. Those who trust in Jesus and are therefore in Christ will be judged on Jesus' moral performance and not their own. The resurrection of Jesus is proof that believers will share eternal life with him in a restored creation. So this gift of salvation can't be earned, it's given as a gracious gift from God. However, believers are called to live in a way that conforms to God's character and to his laws. As Martin Luther said, we're not saved by good works, but we are saved for good works. So of all the worldviews in existence, whether open or closed system, the biblical worldview is totally unique. Every other worldview says that the world can be saved by something we do by total obedience to Allah, by overthrowing unjust systems, by ensuring everyone gets a good education, by technology, by being good people, and so on and so on and so on. We have to climb the ladder up to God. But Christianity, the biblical worldview, says just the opposite. God comes down to us in the person of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Well, thanks, Lydia. That was episode four. The next episode is the final in this series, Serpents and Doves. Lydia will be talking about how can you understand your own worldview and talk to others about what they think and how does cake with thick icing help. In this final episode in Serpents and Doves, Lydia answers some questions from Sandy and Hannah and the answers might be useful for us all. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for Twelve. 
For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.